It's Alexander Walker. I can now see it. Thank you for standing up so I can see the back of your jersey. That was very nice of you, Nikhil. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? That must have been an incredible experience for you tonight. What was it like to finally get to contribute and have such a big impact on the win? Um, it, it felt amazing. Uh, this is a lifelong dream that I'm living. Um, to be able to come to a team and contribute and help and to play against a good team at home and get a win. Um, it's big, especially going into the playoffs, trying to be prepared, trying to get better each game and build up a moment, momentum. How have you approached the last nearly month being traded, not playing, trying to learn the system? Uh, fortunately, I have uh, Jesus Christ to thank, uh, my Lord and Savior. Honestly, the, the, the uncertainty of the league um, going from two teams in less than 48 hours and uh, not knowing what to expect living in a hotel room. Uh, it could be worse, but uh, just to have an opportunity, uh, I take each day seriously. I come in and try to get better for, for, for the team so I can contribute and help them win because they've, uh, they've already built themselves and they've established um, themselves in the West. So I, I just want to do my best to help them. One of the stories I've heard about you since you joined the team was you going and getting everyone's phone number, finding out everyone's name, within like three days knowing everyone's name, was that, a, what does that come from? What part, where did you learn that? Why did you do that? Um, I, I would say my mom, uh, just to be a respectful person, to be a good teammate. Uh, like I said, God, to serve. Um, I came here to serve the Utah Jazz organization, and that's what I want to do. I want to come in and be a good teammate, uh, get to know everybody, and establish myself to settle in and try and make it home. Think you showed them what you could do tonight? Uh, a little bit. Um, I definitely feel like uh, I'm confident in my ability and I can continue to do so and a lot more. 22 great minutes. Super job. Thanks for the time. Nice to chat with you. Thank you. Nikhil Alexander-Walker taking the time with us. 16 points. And that is the story around the team, that he is just an incredibly nice young man, uh, respectful, as he said, uh, to those around and kind of understanding what everyone's doing. So uh, nice to hear kind of from him here tonight. Uh, Ron Boone, what's your, before we let that guy Tim Lacombe and Jake Scott come in, what's your thoughts on this one? My thoughts is I'm very pleased with not losing momentum. Uh, thanks to Donovan Mitchell's great third quarter, but everyone just, the contribution that everyone was able to get, I don't see, but well, the couple of minuses on the floor, but they were only been on the floor for two minutes. But I thought overall, from what we saw this morning and what they were trying to do, the great performance. By, by a lot of guys. It's a funny game. I'm not sure how much differently they played tonight than they did against the Bucks. The Bucks are just way better than the Bulls, and all the things the Jazz did tonight finally broke the Bulls down the same way the Bucks eventually got the Jazz to make mistakes. Some, you know, sometimes it has to do with that, and the Jazz were awfully good tonight. Uh, Tim Lacombe, Jake Scott joining us now. Tim, what do you see? Hey, guys. How we doing? We're good. That was fun. That was a great one. And, uh, you know, it was. I was encouraged, same reason Ron was. I thought... You know, there was a, a period there in the second quarter where the Bulls really got out and, and attacked the rim. You know, Jazz struggled with turnovers. They were able to get a lot of things right at the rim. As you said, that's kind of their M.O. in transition. Uh, but the Jazz did a really good job of, of making that a point of emphasis, not allowing that to happen as much, and then they executed great. I mean, the funny thing is Donovan's shots went in tonight, and, you know, he, he was feeling it. I think the technical got him a little lit up. And it was a, that was a really, really fun quarter of basketball to watch him go.
You know, you, you look at this basketball team, and I think Chicago's a very good team. And they had a stretch there where they were just playing awfully well and, and just beating a lot of teams. You know, right now they are, what, 10 games, 11 games ahead of last year's pace, and obviously DeRosa has a lot to do, to do with that. So I just wonder, you know, how good of where they can go, though, with you know, to make up to this team. This time of year, Eastern I go to, sorry, let me interrupt you. This time of year, I go to every scout, and I ask them all year, everyone at the teams at their peak, who's the best team you saw on any given night? I've had two teams tell me, two coaches, or two scouts tell me Chicago. Which is interesting. Now, they're not at full strength right now. They don't have Lonzo. And I think, you know, honestly, from listening to Locked on Bulls today, their conversation was that guys are wearing down. Do, similar to the way Conley wore down from carrying, that DeRozan's wearing down from carrying without Caruso and Levine. That Levine's knee is not right, and he's now carrying a lot because with no Lonzo. And, he's, and he didn't look right running tonight. We, we commented on that on the air. So I, I think they're a little bit of a stage right now where maybe... They're, they've got to figure out, you know, this is where the playing game changes everything. In the old days, you might just pull the horses back for the next 15 games. Fine, if we're seven, who cares? We're right. in the playoffs ready to go. But you don't want to be seven anymore. So I, I, they've changed the way we all approach this, but I think that's where they are a little bit. Our comments, David, the other night, I, I mentioned we drive. When we drive, we drive a little bit. So yeah. uh, have a good conversation the other night, and I think the – the thing I took from it is, you know, I was really encouraged after the, the Bucks game, and we talked about the league, and there just isn't that big, you know, monster out there that, that typically uh, hangs out there. And, and really, Quinn said it all year. The guys just want to be playing their best basketball at the end tonight. It was another type playoff-type intensity, and um, I think on the heels of that Bucks game, there's a lot to be excited about. And I'll, I'll, I thought Alexander Walker and Hern, Hernan Gomez were good tonight. I thought... Wancho didn't make a shot, so his line looks bad, and he has a negative in there. He's probably the only player who has a negative. Um, I actually thought he did a bunch of things really well tonight. I, he took that one cut to the lane where he got fouled. He stopped a few plays. He's long. He impacted transition a bunch of times. I, I thought he was – I was generally pleased. And what Alexander Walker did, maybe more on the defensive end than on the offensive end, you know, he, he was able to guard Zach Levine pretty well. Now, we just talked about Levine's not quite right and is an offensive threat. Trent Forrest can probably guard better, but he's such a non-shooter that it's hard to have him on the floor when teams have scouted. Alexander Walker showed tonight, he's 38% career three-point shooter in, for that corner. Like, you leave him open, he buried three of them tonight. Yeah, and I like the way you defensively, too. Alexander Walker got up into Rose. You know, he's a guy that can close down space and, and cause a little bit of an issue, a little bit different than other guys. Um, fun to have see him have success and fun to hear him, you know, his humility and excitement to be here in Utah. And maybe Gomez will have a chance to have one of those breakout games, just like uh, Walker just had tonight, because the, the minutes have been limited for, for Walker and, and getting one shot, two shots, you know, whenever he's in the ball game and, and not seeing anything go in. Tonight, 22 minutes, he's out there and he had uncontested looks from both corners, knocked down three three-point shots, and maybe that's, you know, with uh, what, what Gomez, I think, can bring to this team, he, he can rebound. We saw that. What, he had five rebounds here tonight. Uh, and, and David kind of liked his defense. So I need to see a little bit more of that. But the I confidence. Don't think he, like, let me make sure I'm clear on this. I don't think he's, what I saw tonight was a guy who understood the game. The what? He understood the play, game. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. Like I saw him cut off angles defensively at the right time, do a bunch of things like that that I think are important. 
And we're not getting a lot out of that position right now, so if we can get that, that's enough. Yeah, Tim and I talked about it in the pregame, taking advantage of uh, opportunity, being ready to go when it's your time. You ready, Tim? I am ready. I've, you know, I've been here two nights in a row now, so I'm down in a stance. I slap the floor. Bring it on. Whoa, whoa, don't fatigue yourself. I'm already fatigued. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. don't, don't, don't fatigue yourself. All right, guys, we appreciate you. Take care, guys. You know what, Jake? You always say nice things to us at the end of the night. Well, tonight's the night where we're going to say nice things about you. Wow. We appreciate you and doing the show every night. And unlike some people, you don't seem to take nights off or get sick. Wow. We I'm appreciate that. We've had this that. conversation, Jake. So don't, and we don't really you. appreciate you, Jake. Wow. That's nice of you, you guys. You have a newborn at home. And we know you're sacrificing not doing diapers by coming here every night. <laughs> Plus, he's got to hang with, he's gotta hang with me for hours on end. That's how that's, that's, that's As Locke can, can, or Boone can attest, that's torment and you know on the what? other end. Tim Lacombe who works a full-time job plus some, comes here every night, prepped well, takes it seriously, fully engaged. We appreciate you, too. Oh, man. that's Seriously, that's nice of you guys to say. We appreciate it. Well, we're glad you got to talk to us, buddy. All <laughs> <laughs> right. 125 to 110, your final Jazz win. We're breaking it down next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night, post-game show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe, 125 to 110, final Jazz win. They beat the uh, Chicago Bulls thanks to a monster third quarter from Donovan Mitchell. He had 25 points in the third. He made eight three-point field goals or had eight point uh, three-point field goals by the end of the third quarter, finished the game with nine, which is a career high for him. 37 total points for Donovan Mitchell and, uh, Get 26 from Clarkson off the bench, and that's uh, a recipe probably for a pretty good performance. So those guys were really good, um, you know. But I, but I thought the way that the guys shared the ball, you know, the guys took good shots tonight, made 19 threes. It's great to see the three ball drop. And again, um, you know, a guy like Royce O'Neal goes three for four, uh, Alexander Walker three for five. I mean, you just need everybody to do a little bit, and then have your stars be stars. And man. What a what a departure from the fourth quarter the other night for Donovan Mitchell. He just, you know, made shots, and it was Quinn after the game in the postgame against Milwaukee that said, I like when people talk about guys missing shots because it usually comes around pretty quick. And, man, didn't take very long at all. Well, and what an efficient night for Donovan, too, 12 of 22. And I'll have to pull up the, the Milwaukee box score again, but I believe he took 32 shots, if memory serves, against the Bucks. Did, I mean, yeah. it's... You know, you you look at the 37 and you go, wow, Donovan had a night. But he did it on 22 shots. That's great. You got to love that. And then, you know, Rudy Gobert uh, just has a pedestrian 14 and, and 20 tonight. Uh, just a, And four um, blocks. And four blocks. Monster game really kind of neutralized anything uh, at the rim for for Chicago. And uh, Vooch had a bad night. It was 5 for 14, 0 for 6 from 3. Um, and so I thought Rudy, Rudy was very, very big in this uh, outcome tonight. For the Bulls, they got uh, 33 from Levine, who we uh, we both said we were looking forward to watching play in tonight. He did not disappoint. Um, 25 from DeMar DeRozan on 50% shooting for him, 10 of 20. He also had seven assists. Uh, but uh, the the Jazz, for the most part, were able to keep everybody else quiet. Uh, White had 12 coming in off the bench, but 
um, really uh, doing a nice job making the Bulls work for it. Well, and they we talked about it at halftime. They just had to get them stopped. You know, it was it was too much transition, too much at the rim. And I thought the focus was great. But then, you know, for the Jazz to come out and score 71 in the second half, I mean, they're going to be tough to beat any night when they get that kind of outpo- uh, output. 35 in the third quarter, 36 in the fourth. And they they took what was a fairly close game and just blew it open, which, uh, as you pointed out, was kind of opposite of what we've gotten used to seeing. And, you know, the only way we talked – I was actually on with uh, with Hans and Scotty today this afternoon – and they talked. They, they everybody asked that question. What about the Jazz losing these leads? I know. Night it's after night after night, yeah. right? It's mm-hmm. the thing. Well, the way you make it not the narrative is you do what you do tonight, and then you do it again, yep. and you do it again. Um, just like anything else, it's reps. It's putting those demons away. And tonight they did a great job of that. No let up. No let up. Not like the say the Spurs game over the weekend. I I barked at Ben a little bit because he was talking about how Milwaukee was another example of the Jazz blowing a lead, and they did have an eleven point lead in the third quarter, but that was not. You know, the Jazz kept playing hard. Milwaukee just won, and Donovan Mitchell missed some shots. Uh, It was so different from what happened, say, against San Antonio where they kind of lost that focus or whatever. Tonight, kept a head down, kept the focus, pulled away, finished the game. And that's what I love about being able to watch a team every night or, I guess, in locks, you know, made a case every fourth night or something, whatever. I I tell you, um, that guy. No, but being able to watch a team play every night, you see, like, the detail things are really starting to lock in. We talked about the defense the other night against Milwaukee. It was marketably better. And they got challenged in transition against Milwaukee. That helped them be better tonight. Uh, they weren't perfect, but they, they did a great job of fixing things on the fly, not letting that become the issue that beats them. Uh, and then, again, just a great offensive performance. All right, your final tonight, the Jazz win 125-110 to 110 over the Chicago Bulls. Up next... The Jazz take on the Clippers in this building on Friday night. That game will tip off at 7 o'clock. And with that, we'll say goodnight to our network stations. For those of you sticking around with us, we've got postgame sound, and we'll break this one down for you as well right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Catch and shoot three. Pow! The clock is at zero, and another Utah Jazz game is in the books. This is the Jazz Postgame Show. Ingles underhand scoop to Conley. Back out to Joe. Fires the three. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru. Donovan skies and hammers. Now with the recap of tonight's game, here's Jake Scott and Tim LaCole. Jazz game night postgame show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe with you. Postgame is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Is campaign, Real Stories. From real Mark Miller Subaru customers, share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share MarkMillerSubaru.com. Your final tonight, the Jazz beat the Bulls 125-110. to And this is a good win for this Jazz team. And everybody in the West won around them, so a win they probably needed, but a good win nonetheless. It was a great win. Uh, this is a game on the schedule, you know, as you look at it, the way uh, Chicago's been playing this year and the style they play. You know, that's that's the thing that really was impressive is the way the Jazz kind of overcame that. Uh, again, uh, DeRozan has a nice night, right? He has 25 points, uh, 10 of 20, but it didn't feel like he was just, you know, in a rhythm all night. I, f- I felt like they did a good job of kind of keeping him, um, and most importantly, off the line. He was, only, he was two for two from the line, so... Um, Again, I think really when they figured out how to slow the, the, the Bulls down in transition and really kind of just get shots instead of turnovers, uh, the Jazz were able to kind of turn that game. 
And of course, uh, the good news, the Jazz got more than 111 points this season when the Jazz score 111 or more points in a game. Jazz app users score a free Arby's Classic Roast Beef Sandwich the very next day. Download the Utah Jazz app, turn on notifications, and visit utahjazz.com slash score big to learn more. And uh, Roaster Adamas <laughs> strikes again. Roasty got it again. Where 31, at? Jeff? 32. 32. 32, 32 and 8. And eight. 32 and eight. Pretty good. Now that's, uh, I, I got to give my, my boss a shout out. He was on the front row tonight and he's in the car. So Casey and Cameron driving home, you know, 32 and eight's good. You know, Casey would have been 40 and oh, but 32 and eight, I'll take it. Well, Hey, Casey and Cameron, make sure you've got that Utah jazz notifications on and go enjoy a delicious Arby's roast beef sandwich tomorrow. Yeah. Times are tough for Casey right now. He might need to, to use the app. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, <laughs> Free roast beef sandwich is free roast beef sandwich, my friend. Anybody will take that. Uh, Let's get a look at your points in the paint tonight. Brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call 1-800-GO-SERTA or visit SertaPro.com. That's Serta with a C. Serta Pro Painters, proven and trusted experts in painting. Uh, Jazz outscored in the paint tonight, 50 to 46. No big deal. I mean, the way they shot the three tonight. Not going to matter. They got 40 or 39 threes, right? And they made 19. That's a... that's an awesome night. It's so fun to see the ball dri- driven and kicked. You know, that was Donovan made such an unbelievable pass in the fourth to uh, Alexander Walker, kind of a no-look one hand to the corner. But I just love the way they played tonight offensively. This is, uh, you know, you take out uh, Hernan Gomez, who was 0 for 3, and Jordan Clarkson, who was 1 for 5 from 3, and the Jazz were incredible. <laughs> Royce O'Neal was 3 for 4, Conley 3 for 5, Mitchell 9 for 15. Uh, let's see here. And uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, 3 for 5. Rudy Gay was 0 for 2, so throw him in there as well. But, uh, uh, man, they shot the ball well. Those players shot the ball well from 3. And how about Nikhil Alexander-Walker? Nah. Taking advantage I... of opportunity. We talked about it at the pregame show. Yeah, and, you know, again, right mindset. You know, a type of guy that comes into a new organization, um, and it's not about him. He, he goes, you know, I didn't know the story, but David said he sought every guy out in the first day or two and got everybody's number and started, uh, you know, the relationship. I mentioned in the pregame, so much of success uh, in basketball and life, it, it's the ability to have good chemistry. And uh, Walker looks like a great fit. I love the upside, you know, which we talked about when he was acquired. But I, he did a good job on the defensive end tonight and then knocked down open shots. you got to love. All right, let's get the post-game sound rolling. Let's go down to the media room. It's time to hear from Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. Coach, what did Nikhil do well out there, especially in the second half? Well, he came in the game defending, you know, and, you know, we've talked about, you know, he's got some size where he's able to guard Um multiple positions and he's he's just he was focused on defending and uh that was he was playing well even before he even before he knocked down some shots you know and um, donovan's willingness and rudy to get off it versus the blitz and then you know other guys jc Nikhil, you know royce um those guys being ready to shoot you know that's where we were able to break the game open but prior to that um, I thought Wancho as well, you know, on the defensive end, those guys were focused and they guarded. And if we would have run back a little better, we might have had an even better defensive game. You were at a pregame about guys having kind of an incendiary game this year lately and Don goes off for 25 in the third. 
what were you seeing out of him during that stretch? Well, I think the thing about even even prior to that, you know, being in foul trouble, you know, I think would he play 11 minutes in the first half? You know, there there's, you know, it's really easy to to come in in the second half and, and force yourself on the game. And although he was aggressive, um, you know, I thought he he got himself clean looks, and and then he then he passed it, you know, and, and he just was making he was making really good decisions. And um, you know, as I said, you know, that being in foul trouble and not playing, you know, it's really easy to get sped up and you know try to get it get it at once and impact the game. And he he did. Um, but I thought he did it with tremendous poise. All right, there you go. Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder and uh, not a lengthy address to the media tonight. Got right to the point. Yeah, and I wonder sometimes too, you know, media gives him a little, they don't pepper him with questions. Uh, he's got to feel good though. You know, that, that was a, a hard game to lose the other night because they played so well. And it's nice to see things translate from one night to the next. And, and, and be able to have a different outcome. I think that's always easier to, you know, to kind of move forward and, and teach. Um, but, man, a lot of good things. He's got to be pleased. Yeah, I'd say so. His team played really well tonight and did the things that he talks about a lot. And, you know, outside of the first quarter, really made an effort to uh, limit the Bulls' transition. You know, that's uh, something that Jazz struggle with and something that uh, Coach Schneider talks about a lot. Well, and it was, you know, the three keys we talked about. I mean, number one key was connective, being connected on the defensive side. And I thought they were, you know, uh, Quinn talked about Hernan Gomez and his lift that he brought. I mean, having to start the game, you know, and again, didn't help on the offensive side or didn't make any shots, but freed guys up, uh, was a great body. And I think he understood the scouting report. So he's able, Jazz were able to get out to a good start and, I'm telling you, man, it takes a village. You need every you need every guy uh, on different nights, and it was nice to see uh, certain guys step up tonight. And you certainly never know who you're going to need in the playoffs. You never know. You never know. And, uh, you know, it's why you like what you see out of Alexander Walker, as you mentioned, Hernan Gomez, and players that maybe we don't expect to be in that eight, nine-man rotation come playoff time. But, you know, we, we've seen uh, Juwan Morgan get minutes and Mieoni in the past couple of years and players that you probably don't expect to be in their rotation, but stuff happens. Well, when you think about what translates, so uh, a guy like Alexander Walker, for instance, a guy who can, can you know, get, get somewhere off the bounce and beat somebody, create an advantage, uh, the ability to knock down an open shot, and then his ability to keep guys in front. I, I mean, I like that tonight. He was very physical and it's hard to guard DeRozan because you, you need to give him space so he doesn't just drive by you, but you also need to make sure you, he knows you're there. Um, and I thought the Jazz did a nice job tonight of showing him different looks. Uh, when Walker was on him, he did a nice job. Jazz win tonight over the Bulls. 125-110 to 110 postgame is brought to you by our friends at Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Wiz campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique store to share. Read some and share your own. MySubaruIs.com. We'll get you sound from the players coming up next right here on the Jazz Radio Network.
Jazz game night post game show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru is campaign. So what you're telling me is like the Veer option. That's what you're telling me. It is. It is just like that. Uh, Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. Your final Jazz win, 125 to 110 over the Chicago Bulls. Big night from Donovan Mitchell. Finished the game with 37 points. 25 of those came in the third quarter. Had a career-high nine made threes. He was 9 of 15 from three. Five assists, and uh, uh, I believe, you know, you were saying this earlier that uh, uh, if he had a t- uh, trouble missing open shots against Milwaukee, he did not have the similar challenge tonight. And I love the response, you know, one game later. He, you know, obviously left the court really frustrated last game, um, had the foul, had a bunch of missed shots. But it just tells you his resilience and his mental toughness. I thought tonight he came out with a really good mindset, and it really was kind of, in my mind, the techno that set him off. Uh, he He got hot from that point, and... Um, it was fun. It, it was one of those, you know, you'd see a guy get 25 and a quarter. It's pretty remarkable. And the way he did it obviously made more threes than he's ever made. Um, so it was great to see Donovan go. And um, he, he's going to be really, really vital. I think everybody knows that. Uh, but it's great to see him in a good rhythm. Jordan Clarkson also with a big night with 26 coming in off the bench. Incredibly efficient night for him as well. 11 of 18. He didn't shoot the ball well from three, one of five. But everywhere else. He was just fine. He had the little step back going good tonight. You know, being able to get, we talk about it often, right-hand dribble to the front of that restricted area, jump stop, and then able to kind of figure out a way to get a shot from there. Did a nice job, made some tough ones, kind of like Drew Holiday the other night. And uh, tonight was jazz night for him to go in. The other jazz player that had a big night, Nikhil Alexander-Walker. In 22, excuse me, 22 minutes, he had 16 points, 4 of 8 shooting, 3 of 5 from 3. Also grabbed 4 boards and had a couple of steals. By far his best night in a Jazz uniform. And let's go down to the media room. It's time to hear from the man himself. Jill, after just think nine points in your first seven games with uh, Utah, uh, exploded for 14 of your 16 in the fourth quarter. What happened for you? Um, I think Don happened. <laughs> just the gravity he pulled to himself, the shots he was making um, when you got hot. After that technical kind of got him going, um, stretched the lead out. So they were so hyper-focused on him. And uh, to everyone in the breakfast club, like Coach Watt, um, continuously working um, every day, back-to-backs no matter what, uh, just staying ready, um, trying to get better each day, put me in positions. Um, All those corner threes, every shot I took tonight, probably practice since being here. I can't even count. Um, so just the work um, and trusting that God was going to give me an opportunity. When you look at, you know, just to kind of expand on that point, when you look at the role that you played in New Orleans where you knew you were playing every night and you were in the rotation every night and you were going to have a certain amount of touches every night to come here where you don't know where the touches are going to come from, you don't know where the minutes are going to come from. How big of an adjustment has that been for you and how have you dealt with it? Um, I think it's just made me rely on myself and trust my work. Um, main thing also is like just, uh, being a man of faith, like trusting God and what's going to come. Um, I think that, and then to the entire staff, the team, again, like I can't be any more grateful for how they've helped me since being here. Um, talking to me, uh, even after games I play, 
like a minute and a half or two minutes, whatever the case may be, they always tell me to stay ready. Always tell me to um, be confident. They believe in me and Mike and everyone's just been uh, really helpful. So for me, it's just made my job easy. Just come in and learn, um, come in and grow and don't put pressure on it. Breakfast club, who's that? Uh, JB, Wancho, uh, Katie, um, B Bailey, Watt, Irv, uh, just everyone that shows up, uh, Red, Sanjay, all the DAVs, um, guys who go on game days one in the morning. Quinn was talking about, you were asking Quinn what he thought each night. He said, what stood out to him was the defense that you played, you just came in and was focusing on that. Has that kind of been kind of your, your calling card? You've been here just trying to show what you can do on that end. I knew it was going to be most important. Um, I think we all seen what Don did tonight, how Mike started the game, um, JC's impact. So really and truly, like the only thing for me to really have to do is defend, um, which makes my job easier. Uh, I'm not hyper-focused on everything. It's just come in, do my best, um, follow the game plan, no personnel, and, and just continue to stick with that. Were you expecting a bigger role tonight? I don't know. Um, honestly, you never know when you're going to kind of, after the first nine games, not knowing what, if when I was going to play, what it would look like if I would play three minutes. Um, there was times where I kind of calmed myself, like, okay, maybe I'm coming out now, uh, just because, like, I was just used to it. Um, and I want to, like, lower expectation and just allow myself to just go about each day and try my best. There was a moment where I think you get the steal, you get fouled, and Donovan actually kind of gets the crowd on their feet to kind of, you know, give you cheers and, you know, high fives and whatever else. What does it mean to you to have the star of the team kind of support you so publicly and kind of get the fans kind of on your side as, as a new player? Um, it means it means I'm fitting in, and that's a good feeling uh, to be a part of a, a winning team, winning organization, and just Utah and what, what it set for themselves from the beginning of time, um, from the guys before us, to all the work that they put in, for me to come to this team, I just wanted to do my best and help, and for them to be behind me uh, means a lot. Nikhil Alexander-Walker tonight in 22 minutes, 4 of 8, shooting 3 of 5 from 3, 16 points, 4 rebounds, had a couple of steals, and you heard him talk about uh, he knew the defense was going to be the most important thing when he got here. And you talk, I mean, I think you've said it a bunch, you know, be a star in your role. It kind of was the theme uh, when the Jazz were really rolling last year, and I feel that same mindset uh, with Walker. I think he understands his uh, his role on this team. He's ready to play. I thought it was nice tonight, him be able to get 22 minutes. Uh, Mike Conley didn't have to come back in the game late, uh, which helps for the Friday-Sunday games. Uh, but that's what that's what the bench guys are there to do. They're, they're there to support, come in when they oper- their number's called, and tonight he answered the bell. I definitely... I think he introduced himself to the, the fan base tonight. I think now everybody knows who Nah is. Absolutely. And you know what? If he can play like that, there's a, there's a role for him on this team going forward. For sure. Yeah. Uh, let's get a look at your master of the glass. Looking forward to this one tonight. Brought to you by Safe Lot Auto Glass, a local vehicle glass expert here for another great year of basketball. Proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Lot Auto Glass is also proud to present this year's master of the glass rebound program. At the end of the regular season, Safe Flight will donate $5 to a charitable organization for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader. And tonight, Rudy Gobert 
which is uh, no surprise as your master of the glass. 20 boards, though, tonight for Rudy. He had a double-double, 14 points, 20 rebounds, four block shots, six of those boards coming on the offensive side. And the Jazz as a whole re- out-rebounded Chicago 47-37. to And with Vooch, you know, Vooch in the game and Trist- Tristan Thomas or Thompson in the game, it was it was physical and down in the paint. I, I thought Rudy definitely was kind of uh, secured the paint, did a great job of, of being there to have guys back. But his his work on the boards tonight was dominating. To be able to have that many boards that early in a game, and then um, you know be able to finish out the game with with twenty rebounds. We we've seen it time and time again. But he is the most dominant rebounder in the game. Yeah, I mean he. He was certainly that tonight. There wasn't a Jazz player with more than five rebounds outside of Rudy's 20. Hernan Gomez had five. Uh, Jordan Clarkson, which is this, that's a great number for him, had uh, five rebounds coming off the bench. But uh, it was all Rudy on the boards tonight. How good was Clarkson, too? I mean, you mentioned it, but the efficiency piece is really important. But, but the fact he had five boards just really locked in. I thought he was really uh, locked in tonight, had a great game, uh, chose his spots wisely. And, man, when he's good... Donovan's good like he was. Jazz are a tough out. He's, his role is so important. He's so he's really important to this team. I mean, there's there's no doubt about it that uh, when he's playing well, the Jazz are playing well. He's it's just critical. And it's important for him to have games like he has in the last couple to get some confidence going. Again, everybody's trying to get you know primed and ready for the playoffs, but this this is the great time to be able to have games like he had tonight. Want to remind you about the Utah Jazz Most Valuable Educators presented by Instructure, actually the makers of Canvas. Hold that thought. We'll get back to the good folks at Instructure coming up, but let's go back to the media room and hear from Donovan Mitchell. I was going to get fined today and he got to pay for it. But um, I don't know. I mean, like, for me, man, you know, I a lot of my game, you know, I if you remember to start the game, I tried to go baseline, lost it. You know, the time I thought Zach fouled me, I, I lost it. Like those, it's tough because, yeah, I don't get the foul call. I don't get free throws and, and points. We don't get points, but what happens on the other end? Like, I believe after my tech, I don't remember what happened, but I think they got a three. Am I, am I right at that point? Like, uh, two turnovers, like, lead to other buckets. Like, that's taken away from our team. So, it's like, I, I just don't feel like I'm getting those calls, when I'm, especially when I'm attacking downhill. As much as I do attack downhill, like, you know, trying to impede my progress. And, you know, I work to to play through that, you know, and that's been something that I've always worked on. But at some point in time, it's like, man, like, I'm intentionally trying to get to the basket and get to the free throw line and I'm airballing layups on my own. Like, that's not me. You know what I mean? And I just felt like at that point, you know, I just had to, to sound off because it was just getting ridiculous. And I feel like I had some last game, uh, two in games before that, where I just wasn't getting those calls. And, you know, I just feel like I'm, you know, I'm not going to make this like solely a diamonds being officiated differently, but I do feel like there are times where I don't get the, those calls. And I was tired of it. I am tired of it because I'm I'm working my ass off to get downhill and trying to, to create for offense, not even just to to get to the to the bucket to score, but just to draw the defense and kick because that's what our offense is predicated on. And if I'm constantly getting hand checked or stopped, you know, with two hands because I'm so strong, I'm trying to get by people, you know, and nothing's happened out of it like that. That can't keep continue to happen. Otherwise, like I said, you leading to to turnovers, bad shots, and then we down the other end trying to compete, trying to get stops and I'll do that. Now we put everybody in the bad spot, you know? So I feel like that was, that's where that, that's where that came from. It seemed like a, a moment when you knew from the moment, like after the, the, what you thought was the foul mm-hmm. that when you started kind of barking at the rest, mm-hmm. like you already knew that you were going to get a text. So yeah. Kind of so I kept going. going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you might as well just get your money's worth at that point. And, you know, it's, 
it is what it is. You know, I, I, like I said, I just said my, my, my piece. And, you know, at that point, just went out there and played the game and made forced them to have to make, you know, calls. Sometimes it feel better. Like, yeah, Get yeah it out it and just go on. being, you know, smiles all the time is, you know, it's, it's, it's nice, but sometimes you gotta, you know, let them know. Um, and for me, that's, that's what it was to kind of get that out and just, you know, go from there and just play and, um, and take over. Was there any point away for you because you got 17 points and then mm. six minutes after that? Uh, can't say what I want to say, but like, just go. Uh, basically, that's that's pretty much my mindset, and you know, just once I saw the f the three on the wide pin down go in, um, even if, even before the call, it was just like okay, you know, I feel pretty good. Even the one that I missed that went in and out, you know, I was like, all right, like you know, I felt like I was continuously getting to the same actions, and Mike was putting me in some good spots to get there, and then from there, I just started demanding the ball and just going and getting to my spots and uh, just doing what I do. Um, and like I said, sometimes you know, you just gotta go to that place, um, and. That's what happened. Have you ever felt like the hoop was that big before? Yeah, I said it to Holly um, <clears throat> after the game. Ironically enough, I was watching game six of my rookie year. Um, so it kind of felt like that third quarter um, for me. Um, just kind of just getting to a spot, just, you know, obviously a little different, but just getting to a spot and just being able to rise up and just kind of just make shots. Um, and I didn't know it was 25. It didn't feel like 25. I felt like I could just could have kept going. I didn't, you know, but the biggest thing was just trying to find ways to to hit shots, but also execute the game plan. And not just just because you're hot, take wild threes or whatever, just kind of get in there and, and make the right plays. And even in the fourth, you know, like coming out and just trying to continue to be solid um as 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 a whole. And that was just my mindset. Yeah, um, to be honest with you, it was it was just me and the ref in the arena. <laughs> uh, to be honest, like I, I didn't hear, see, or, or think about anybody else, just because I was so in the, at that point. And you know, like I said, sometimes you just got to get there. Um, but there are times, you know, like playoffs last year, like stuff like that. You definitely feed off the crowd. But you know, to be honest, I, it didn't matter if it was an empty gym. It didn't matter what was going on. I was just going there trying to attack and, and make the right play. What did you think of McKill's fourth quarter? Man, he 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 really did his thing. You know, I was I was really happy for him being able to to. to and people don't people don't see this like every morning before shoot around, um, the him, uh, Wancho, um, Xavier, Jared Butler, those guys are in there, at, uh, eight eight o'clock, eight thirty, you know, on game days, um, working out hard too, like sometimes playing two on two, three on three, and then staying after practice to work out again, to then come to the gym and work out again, and then possibly playing the game, you know, so for all three of them, but especially Nikhil tonight and Wacho to come out and start, you know, it's a lot, you know, and I, I give them, I give them credit, you know, continuously day by day, stay, staying ready and staying with it. Uh, Nikhil, you know, was, you know, he's, he's a younger player, you know, and, you know, we all know he can get to the bucket, but, you know, he's a guy that was really locked in on defensively against a really talented, you know, DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine and Alex Cruz with those guys. So um, I'm happy for him, you know, I think we all are, but the work that those guys put in is, you know, you're working out three times in a day and we haven't played the game yet. You know what I mean? So that's why I told Wancho that's what the air ball came from. He just he worked out four times before the game started. So we'll give you a pass. Uh, but those guys, man, they put a lot of work in that people don't see, uh, especially they come into the gym early and, and shooting when there's nobody in the arena. I mean, y'all might be here, but like the rest of the fans don't see that, you know, and that's the continuous work and effort they put in and trust in that it'll all come, you know, to fruition when, when, when their time's called.
was looking up the top pull-up shooters in the NBA. Mm-hmm. So it's Luka one, Dame two, Trey three, Steph four. Mm-hmm. You're number five. Yeah. And James Harden's number six. And this is shots per game. Mm-hmm. Do you ever think? You oh, how many times I shoot? Yeah. Off? Oh, I thought it was like how many times I threes than James Harden does. Like, if you would have told me that my rookie year when he was in Houston, probably not. <laughs> um, I think now his role is a little different, obviously, but um, I think for me, that's just been a part of my game that I've really expanded on. You know, it opens the driving lane up. Um, you know, sometimes, you know, you can get, you know, if you try to force it, you know, but sometimes you got to shoot your way out of it. You know, like I had 17, I think it was, three's last game and not going to stop. You know what I mean? That's just who I am and I'm going to continue, especially since I work on it. You know, my teammates and everybody trust me to do it. So it makes it easier for me to go out there and shoot shots. You know, it's not like I'm out here shooting shots that, you know, I don't work on. I don't put the time in. I'm pretty much in the gym every day, just trying to find ways to build upon that. So, um, you know, I view myself as that, you know, as a guy who's, who's up there. So I just got to continue to put the work in and, and, and go from there. And Quinn's giving you the green light. On the 100%. He's the one. He's the one that told me to start shooting more, to be honest. So, like, when you have a coach that does that, man, it makes it makes life, you know, you know, it, it's easy. You know, it's, it's kind of, you know, the, you, now you just got to, now it's, it's, a, it's a fine line now. It's, you can't take outrageous ones, but, you know, you got to be smart with it. But also the trust is there um, from him, from my teammates. So it makes it easy for me. Going back to the, the work ethic of the new guys, just in terms of, you know, seeing them moved in all the time. Where have you kind of seen that translate into the most growth from those guys? Um, I think for Jared, his patience, being able to come, like his playmaking has gotten much better than I felt like it was at the beginning of the year. I mean, he came from Baylor where Davion was the playmaker and he all he had to do was shoot. I tell him that all the time. Like, you didn't have to pass or nothing. Neither did I in college. So, you know, he's progressed. He understands where guys are. He's coming down. And in his workouts, you know, he's not, when you think of a workout, you're thinking, all right, the end, of, the end result's a shot. You know, his workouts are getting to the paint lob, fast fake, all that stuff. Um, so now you're seeing all that, you know, his patience, getting the actions. Because when he first got in the game, you know, he was kind of getting into his isolation because you don't, you know, he doesn't know. You know, now you see the growth <clears throat> as a playmaker for him. And I think that's really opening things up for him. Um, as far as Nikhil, we all know what he can do offensively, you know, but I think for him, like I said, defensively is where he's, you know, and he came in and said that, you know, that's what he wants to really grow on. And you see defensively, he's really finding ways to get better. Um, Wancho being able to know the actions, know where he needs to be, sprint the floor, rebound, attack the rim, try and dunk on people. Like that's that's the energy we need, especially when you have guys missing in the rotation. Um, Xavier just got here, but every time I've seen him, has been in the gym, you know, not, not anywhere else, and he's been nonstop, you know, finding finding ways to get better. Um, Doke before he got hurt, you know, you all saw what Doke was doing before he got hurt, so you know that kind of explains itself, you know. And then Eric in and out, you know, Trent as well, Trent Snow not pretty much in that morning group anymore, but, you know, you look at a lot of those guys, like they're putting the work in, you know, we all, that's why we all have our, they all have our trust, you know, and then Quinn and, and, and the coaching staff and us as players, it's easy to trust guys when you see them every day putting the work in. And like I said, it's, it could be up to three times a day before the game even starts. Um, so, you know, I, I got mad respect for those guys. You got 12 games left, five at home. 12 games left in the season? Yeah. Damn. That's the question is like, does it feel like it's no, that close? No, not at all. But yes and no. Like no, because I feel like it just went like this. You no, know, but in the same token, like you could tell by the 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 intensity of every possession of every game. It's not like it's November. Um, so you can you can feel it on the court, you know, but for us, you know, it's time. Um, you know, we 
we were in, we're in a race between us and, and, and Dallas. You know, that game on the 27th is going to be a big one, but we can control, we can control. We can't sit here and say, oh, hopefully they lose. And, you know, we got to take care of our business. You know, we got to take care of what we do and not worry about anybody else in the standings. And if we can control, we can control, you know, we'll be in good shape. Thank you. Donovan Mitchell, and what a night tonight for Donovan. Finished the game with 37 points at 25 in the third quarter. You heard him say uh, there he thought he could even have had more. Didn't know he had 25. Thought he could have poured it on even more. He had five assists, three rebounds, but uh, what a night for Donovan. They talk about the zone, and uh, he, he mentioned that the only two people in the gym were he and the official. Um, again, that, that really sparked him, I think. Um, kind of lit a fuse, and I just love the way he responded again, to some adversity tonight and then the adversity the other night. Um, you know, there's a lot of chatter, he, how many shots he missed, whatever. But the bottom line is he's going to be the guy taking them in yep. the fourth quarter. And, you know, it, it's just great to see him have some conf- have some success, get some confidence. Uh, Donovan's a terrific player, and he played to his strength tonight. Shots were going in. Uh, and, and I love the way he talked about his teammates, particularly the guys that, that came in and helped. The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast we, Club. As we learned tonight. That'll make tonight. a t-shirt. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, those guys. Yeah, that's really cool. All right, post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own at MySubaruIs.com. Jazz win 125-110 to 110 over the Bulls. A more player sound for you coming up next here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show. Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru is campaign real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share markmillersubaru.com. Jazz win one twenty five to one ten. <clears throat> Excuse me. Over the Chicago Bulls. Uh, let's get to the Chick Fil A foul shot review of the game. Download a whole new way to Chick Fil A. Earn rewards with the Chick-fil-A One app. All right, let's see here. From the line tonight, the Jazz were 22 of 29 for 76%, and the Bulls 12 of 27 for 71%. So, man, good numbers for the Jazz. Going to the line 29 times shows uh, how aggressive they were tonight. Yeah, they, they need to play that way. I really believe that that's one area... You put pressure on the rim, and Quinn talks about it a lot, but the Jazz have multiple guys that can create an advantage off the bounce, and when they beat their guy or get to the middle, you know, it causes guys to get space and be open, Um, and and I think it's, you know, again, a byproduct. You can do that against teams that don't switch uh, or don't switch effectively, uh, but tonight they really were able to penetrate kick. It's fun to watch that ball fly around. In fact, Donovan uh, said that that was part of his frustration picking up that technical foul because that is, uh, you know, the whole offense is predicated around him. Not just him. He didn't say just him. But in this case, him getting to the rim or making something happen so he can kick and make the right read. Don't ever forget it's a numbers game, and you're just trying to get two on the ball. That's the whole trick. You get two on the ball, you move it quick, the ball moves faster than a rotation, and that's how you get shots. So, uh, that in a perfect form is jazz basketball, and tonight it was kicking. It really was, and certainly after Donovan had that third quarter, uh, the Bulls had to start paying attention, and that opens things up as you talk about for everybody. Yep, it was. Uh, 
it was fun. That, that was good to get some good mojo back in the building. thought the crowd was awesome. Uh, again, a really good win against a, a team that's played great all year long, a little bit down right now. And to their credit, they're, they're without a couple of guys, and I think it's starting to show. I think it's starting to kind of wear out. But nonetheless, great win by the Jazz. Yeah, Lonzo, uh, Lonzo Ball was playing pretty well for the Bulls this year, and uh, being without him has been a blow. Well, and you think about his ability, you know, not the best defender in the world, but long, yeah, uh, deflects passes, awesome in the open floor, just plug him in, and he fits really good with that outfit. And his shot has gotten a lot better this year. It has year, gotten so better. They, they, they certainly miss Lonzo Ball. But the Jazz were without Bogdanovich tonight, and that uh, I thought they really missed him against Milwaukee, and of course, they missed him tonight. I mean, he's a great player. They're always going to miss him when he doesn't play. But uh, did a much better job, I thought, uh, making up for his absence. The spacing was better. And obviously, they uh, they did a better job scoring without him tonight. Yeah, he's so, you know, it just shows you how important he is. You know, all the shots that he gets and the things he can create. Again, you talk about an advantage. A lot of times we see Bogey utilized in the post. Um, create a double team or create a tension which just opens up space, and so it's it'll be great to have him back. But uh, what a great win, a great uh, opportunity to get a really big win without him. Yeah, big win. That's a that's it a good a way to put win. it. You it know, a Chicago's a good team, coming off that loss to Milwaukee. Uh, we mentioned it uh, a little bit earlier, but uh, everybody around the Jazz. In fact, uh, let me let me bring it up, and I can tell you uh, exactly. But uh, everybody around the Jazz in the standings uh, won tonight. Uh, let's see here. I, I can give you some scores. Let's see. The Nuggets uh, beat the Wizards 127 to 109. The Mavericks in a thriller beat the Nets uh, 113 to 111. So, uh, and the Timberwolves won. They beat the Lakers 124 to 104. So everybody around the Jazz won. So I thought tonight was big because they this this was a game that was no givey. Um, Chicago's a, a good team. You got to bring your all, and they needed the win, and they got it. And you have to get them right now while you can. Looking down the, the barrel at 12 games, um, the Jazz will play eight of those 12 games on the road. So um, they've been a good road team this year, but you got to take care of business. So that's why this one was really, really important. And get everybody uh, playing right. Uh, that's the other kind of theme as uh, the season winds down is make sure everybody gets going. And I think that's uh, it, it's good news that uh, Mike Conley has played uh, better. He didn't shoot the ball as well tonight. He was 4 of 11, but he was 3 of 5 from 3. And he had seven assists. He uh, 27 minutes, didn't have to close there in the fourth quarter. Uh, Jordan Clarkson obviously has has really gotten it going. Didn't have the best game against Milwaukee, but of course uh, had that game where he had 45, or 45, right? Am I getting that right? Or 43? Anyway, uh, had that huge game. And then tonight was just terrific. 26 points, 11 of 18 shooting, one of five from three. But he also had five rebounds, a couple of steals and assists and you know, and he's got it going. We we talked about it earlier. His role is such an important one that it's no coincidence that when he plays well, the Jazz play well. He was plus 17, t- uh, team high tonight, plus 17 for Jordan Clarkson. And, and for him, it's kind of all about rhythm, you know, and flow. And I feel like he's in a good one right now. He's in a good rhythm. I think his confidence is up. And, you know, when he feels like he can go score against anybody, man, he's dangerous. Um, and he was great again tonight. Uh Mentioned uh, Conley had 14 and 7. Rudy, 14 and 20. 20 boards tonight for Rudy Gobert. Four block shots. We probably never talk enough about Rudy Gobert, and he was critical once again tonight. And, of course, we heard from him earlier in the show, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, best uh, best game in a Jazz uniform, 22 minutes, 16 points, four rebounds, uh, a couple of steals as well. Yeah, he, he's going to be fun. I, I think, 
again, we made the comment when when he was acquired. It, don't know that it was a move that's going to like really move the needle right now, but you can see him being uh, kind of a sneaky sneaky acquisition down the road. Somebody that could really the way his work he works as well and the fits in with the guys. Uh, I think the Jazz did a great job of, of kind of figuring out who he was and what he can bring. Time to go back down to the media room and hear from Rudy Gobert. Well, games left. Does it feel like it's getting to that point? Um, I mean, it's been a long season, so it does. You know, we're excited to uh, hopefully get to the playoffs, but we we know that we need those 12 games to, you know, keep keep, keep getting better and and get ready uh, and get healthy too. The French night celebrations at the arena. How involved were you in that, and kind of what was your thought on everything that happened? Uh, I, mean, I wasn't really involved. It was it was cool. I think it was. Uh, I appreciate you know the Jazz for for, for doing that. Uh, I told them it should be a French month if we play if if we play like that every French night. Uh, we gotta do it more more often. But yeah, no, it was it was cool. It was cool. Um, you know, it was cool to see uh, the uh, story on the big screen when they were talking about uh, where I'm from and stuff. So I appreciate it. Did, uh, did you see the painting that she did at halftime with you? Yeah. Yeah, it was, it's, it's nice. I, I have makeup on, on the painting, <laughs> but it was good. And uh, it's great that, you know, it's going to raise money for the charity too and uh, and go for the kids. So it's uh, yeah, just, uh, just a really cool night overall. And... Uh, we also had a block shot event with a charity, and I got I got more blocks tonight than last game. So, um, yeah, just a cool cool night. Good night for us. Bulls uh, momentarily cut it down to four, and then the next thing you know, you guys are back up to nineteen. Mm-hmm. What was kind of the key during that stretch? Um, I mean, we came out a little flat uh, after halftime, and, and then we we just raised our level. You know, minute after minute, we we raised the level, and Donovan got hot. You know, he hit a lot of shots uh, in the third quarter, and uh, we were able to to build the lead. And, and then I really thought we did a great job defensively. Um, you know, especially with the, the guys that they have, uh, Demar and Zach and Pusevich, and you know, those, those guys are a really good team. And uh, I thought we did a really good job uh, making them earn everything. And they still made some tough shots. You know, I, I think it, it could have been a, uh, a 20 point game uh, earlier, but they made some tough shots and uh, they stayed in the game, you know, for the most part. So, you know, I'm proud of the way we, you know, we competed defensively and the communication was great. Um, and we, we got it down on the boards too. So, uh, really good effort tonight. Thank you. has been kind of fighting his time since his arrival here. What have we seen from him kind of both behind the scenes and then what did you see out of him tonight on the court? Well, he's, he's been putting the work, you know, every day, coming early in practice and waiting for his opportunity. So, you know, it's, it's really great to see him uh, um, contribute like, like he did tonight and, uh, you know, and, and same, for, same for Rancho. You know, those guys have been uh, working really hard every day and, uh we're gonna need them. We're gonna need every every single guy in his locker room. So uh, I love that. I love that guys are able to step up for the team, and uh, you know I'm excited. I'm excited for the those, those last twelve games and, uh, and then the playoffs.
do you watch the body language of the other team? Like when there, there were there a few moments, I think when you guys started to kind of extend that lead a little bit where guys were getting frustrated because Alex Caruso hit the stanchion, Tamar was sitting on the floor for a little while. Do you, do you notice that and then think like, well, now, now's the time to pounce? I mean, we, we you know, you, you feel it on the court. I think uh, sometimes we, we are the team that, uh, can show that type of body language and it's really important that we pick each other up and we make sure that it, it never happens. You know, we, we never show any uh, any form or any sign of weakness. Uh, even on the nights when we tired or the nights when we don't play great, I think, uh, you know, the mindset of the champion, the mindset of the championship team is to, you know, always be, uh, yeah, always get to the next play, always be positive, always, uh, you know, embrace the challenges. And and I think now that's for myself and for, you know, everyone on the team, I think that's the mindset that we're really trying to have. You know, as soon as we feel like one of us is uh, puts his head, head down or is getting frustrated, we, we try to, you know, pick him up. And that's how we get connected on the court. That's Rudy Gobert, 14 points tonight on 5 of 8 shooting, 4 of 6 from the line, but he had 20 rebounds. Six of those were offensive and four block shots on, uh, I guess, what's the official France night, French appreciation night? Uh, I'm not sure what the official title was. I'll tell you what, he answered a question about the uh, halftime. I guess entertainment was one of those uh, painters that, uh, I think they call it speed painting or, or whatever, but did a rad portrait of Rudy Gobert was actually really kind of cool. started with the Eiffel Tower and then yep. ended up as Rudy. Yeah, it was it was pretty pretty darn cool. One twenty five to one ten is your final post game. Is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own. My Subaru Is We'll get Coach Combs' final thoughts on this one coming up next on the Jazz Radio Network. Donovan, rise and fire, two for one, three. He nailed it from 35. Donovan Mitchell is in a different stratosphere right now. Oh, my goodness. There's your play of the game. Our guy David Locke on the call, of course, brought to you by Larry H. Miller Dealerships for service sales and selection. LHMauto.com, driven by you. Jazz game night post game show. Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe with you. The post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share markmillersubaru.com. Uh, 125 to 110 final. Jazz beat the uh, Bulls 37 points from Donovan Mitchell. 25 of those coming in the third quarter. 26 from Jordan Clarkson coming out off the bench. Rudy Gobert with 14 and 20 boards, four block shots. Uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker with 16 coming in off the bench as well. Our friend Tyson Ewings hit us with a bunch of stats tonight, Coach. You wanna Should we get rolling in those? Would you please do that? Tyson does uh, stats for the television broadcast, AT&T Sports Net, and he'll uh, share some with us for the postgame. Let's dive right in. Donovan's 25 points in the third quarter is tied for the most points ever in a quarter in Utah Jazz history. Carl Malone had 25 on April 7th, 1998 in the third quarter against Golden State. He was 8 for 11, 1 of 1 from 3, and 8 of 10 from the line. Imagine that, 10 free throws in a quarter. Carl. The old Delta Center going nuts. Yeah, no kidding. Um, 
He had seven third-quarter three-pointers, which set a Jazz franchise record for most threes made in a quarter. Only five other players in NBA history have made more than three, uh, more three-pointers in a quarter than Donovan did tonight. Clay Thompson has nine. Joe Johnson had a quarter with eight. Kevin Love and Kelly Oubre with eight. Michael Redd had a quarter with eight. And uh, let's see. Uh, tonight was Rudy's seventh 20-plus rebound game of the season. Uh, the next close uh, closest is Andre Drummond and Nikola Jokic, who each have four. That's pretty amazing. Dominant, right? Dominant. Almost, almost dominant rebounder in the game. Uh, this is also the most 20-plus uh, rebound games he's had in a season in his career. Not a surprise. This has been his best rebounding year, and last year was pretty darn good. It's interesting. He, you know, he really credits his strength over the years, continuing to develop that. And you saw tonight, you need it. I mean, there, it is a war down in the paint and big guys throwing everybody around. So, uh, you know, that, that strength has really helped Rudy. And uh, this last one tonight was his 22nd 20-plus rebound game of his career. Only Andre Drummond with 88, DeAndre Jordan with 57, Hassan Whiteside with 29, and Clint Capella with 23 are the only active players with more 20-plus rebound games. How about Hassan being on that list too? Well, I'll tell you, it's it's nice to have a player like Hassan Whiteside backing up Rudy Gobert. The power duo. It it truly has been a big strength. This no, it year. has been. It it has been, and it has you know it's been something at times in the past that's hurt the Jazz. Um, you know, this year to have two kind of anchors back there that are a real threat to block shots and then can really clean the glass. Nice Maybe. luxury to have. Yes. And will be a factor in the playoffs. I mean, that's that's something that's going to come into play. We've seen the the games that uh, where we've seen playoff series where Rudy doesn't have that kind of player coming in beside behind him, and it makes things difficult. I'm thinking back to the the series against Denver in the bubble where Rudy and Nikola Jokic mirrored each other in the rotation exactly because you could not have Jokic on the floor where Rudy wasn't because it just was not going to go well. Yeah, I mean, even if one of them played out of turn, right, they would match. Yep. That's the way they did it. All right, Coach Lacombe, let's get some final thoughts from you on this one before we turn the page. Well, I think that's a big win. I think it's an exciting win. You know, again, carry over from the other night and in intensity, the way they guarded. Um, never hurts to make that many shots. But really, to me, the, the story of the night is just how connected they were. And... It wasn't perfect. Like they, they gave up too much in transition early, but they were able to understand it, get it identified and fixed, and that's what you see in great teams. So um, 12 more to go, eight of them on the road, and the Jazz fighting to, you know, get into the playoffs here and see who they play, and let's get this thing rolling. I can't believe we're down to just 12 more left. I know, and, and from the sounds of it, um, we're going to be out on the plaza a bunch coming yes, up here. So we are. Weather's changing. It's that time of year. I'm excited about it. I know. Let's hope the weather changes to somewhere in the mid-70s. Yes. That would be nice. Golf shirt would be <laughs> yeah, very nice on the would, plaza. That would be pretty sweet. All right. We want to say big thanks to everybody who helped out with the broadcast tonight. Of course, David Locke, Ron Boone, they do a terrific job calling all the action for us. Uh, thanks to the broadcast assistants doing fine work as usual. Thanks to Jeff Carroll, executive producer of Jazz Game Night. Thanks to Mark Miller Subaru, title sponsor of the postgame show. The My Subaru is campaign features real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diversity. Each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own. MySubaruIs.com. Coach Combe, thank you. It was a pleasure tonight, buddy. It was fun tonight. All the way from the pregame salad through the whole deal. It was perfect. Not Good bad night. at all.
All right, up next, the Utah Jazz take on the Los Angeles Clippers in this building coming up on Friday night. That game will tip off at 7 o'clock. Pre-game coverage begins at 6. And, of course, you'll hear it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.